0: Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Good morning, Heartway. Whenever you guys are ready, I invite you to close your eyes with me and just take one deep breath. This is an opportunity to be intimate with yourself. Forget that there's anyone on the stage. Forget that there's people around you. Just be here and observe your own experience. As we take another inhale, feel the power entering into your lungs. And feel every ounce of stress being removed from your body. Just breathe. This is not performative. There's no action that needs to take place. You're noticing your muscles relaxing. Shoulders are slumping ever so slightly. You're feeling calm and the absence of pressure (laughs) all throughout your body. Any thoughts that may appear, they are non-threatening because you are not those thoughts. Any sensations in your body, you are not. Sensation. None of these things can hold your identity. They are all just dancers dancing across the screen of your awareness. do something different. That's good. This is the training ground. See if you can detach from those thoughts and sensations. You'll find an overwhelming stability beneath. peace, a peace that transcends time, a peace that just fully immerses you into the now, This intention, any weight I've been carrying, I set the intention to be free from it now. I experience breakthrough in this moment, a breakthrough of peace. breakthrough of inner transformation, a breakthrough where love can transcend all my fears. I am free. And as one church body, let us breathe that in together. Same softness you would use to hold a baby. Bring your awareness back into your body. Feel the warmth rising up your legs, up your torso, into your arms, your neck, your face. In your own time, you may open your eyes. We love you and we thank you, Heartway. God bless you.
0: Uh, can we just like sit quietly and listen to this rain for the next 30 minutes? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a church service right there. Gosh. so funny. I was uh, at the gym yesterday. went to a, a new gym. And all my stories are in the gym, by the way. People love bringing that up to me. are like, man, you're always in the gym. All your stories are at the gym. Yes. And I was working out, you know, doing some barbell curls. And I see a guy next to me, like, looking at me. But he's looking at me a little too long. So I'm like, what's going on here? And I turn around. And he's like, man, I know you. And I'm like, I don't know you though I'm like wait a second I can't really put a name to the face and as soon as I said that he looked down so sorrowfully he was like I know I haven't been to church in a while and I'm like what it's like the guilt in his face he's like yeah you don't recognize me because I haven't been to church in a really long time and I just feel so bad about it I'm like bro listen no pressure guy Like, I'm there every weekend. You can come whenever you'd like. But it's so funny how people hold, like, this religious guilt from their upbringing when they don't make it to church on Sunday, and then they start feeling all this type of way. And I wonder how many times people like that have been shamed by the church. And just wanted to remind you guys that... None of that pressure or guilt or shame exists around you being here in this community. We want you to come because you want to come. And if you don't want to come, we don't want you to come. <laughs> really, that's, the, that's for real. So when you come to Heartway on a Sunday morning, it's because you want to get refreshed, rejuvenated, reminded of the truth. You come to a place like this to soothe your soul. It's so important for us to learn how to put ourselves at ease, to learn how to calm ourselves down in the midst of the constant bombardment of responsibilities and issues and problems and stresses that life brings our way. Calmness brings clarity, composure brings clarity when you are overtaken by your emotions and you're always agitated and restless and stressed out, your vision of life becomes very blurry. You make decisions that later on you end up regretting when you are overly emotional and from that place you start speaking and doing and acting and thinking. So if you wanna bring harmony into the circumstances of your life, It begins by first bringing some harmony within yourself, creating harmony between your soul and God. And that's what I want us to discuss this morning. Look at this passage of scripture from the Psalms. Psalm 62 says, my soul rests quietly only when it looks to God. From him comes my deliverance. So if you are restless in your soul, that can always be traced back to a sense of inner lack that is based on a misplaced identity. So if you feel like you're not good enough and your identity is wrapped up in that, you're going to be restless, constantly seeking for other people's approval. If you feel like you don't possess enough, And you're insecure about that because everybody else around you has new toys and new clothes and a new car and a new house. And you're getting demoted or fired while everybody's getting promoted and hired. You're going to be restless, trying to attain more things just so that you can give off a particular image of yourself to others. If you feel like you're not successful enough and your identity is wrapped up in that, you will be restless, always chasing for more, accomplishing more, building a name for yourself so that you can feel good about yourself, lying to yourself saying, once I have that success, once I have more money, once I have all that stuff, then I'll be at peace. The reality is when you find God, you find rest. And that rest flows from the realization that nothing other than God is needed in order to experience true peace, satisfaction, and contentment in life. This is why the psalmist also says, like the song we sang this morning, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Another translation says, I lack nothing. If you feel like you are lacking something... It's because you have forgotten or you are not aware of what you already have. And I know it's very easy for us to minimize the power of the statement God is in you because we say that so often here. But when I say God is in you, I'm not just making a theological statement. I'm making an anthropological statement about your capacity and potential as a human being. You have the capacity and potential to really be at peace, to live a fulfilled life, to be content. And there's nothing about your circumstances that have to change in order for that to be true. You have God in you, so you have peace accessible to you. You have God in you, so you have creativity accessible to you. You have God in you, so you have love accessible to you. And as you cultivate these divine qualities, it totally changes your experience of life. But we're not aware. We forget, of, you know, we forget what we already have. Now, it's one thing to know and be aware mentally that all of these things are available to you. It's another thing to actually feel it in your body, to live it out. And what I've come to notice is that sometimes we have to learn how to soothe ourselves and put ourselves at ease, especially when we feel very triggered, especially when things are not going the way that we want them to go in our life. It takes time for these realities to be harmonized into our everyday life. It's a process. It doesn't happen automatically. You have to constantly soothe yourself into this state of internal rest and equilibrium. Look at what this psalm says. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child resting with his mother. My soul is like a weaned child within me, composed and freed from discontent. One of the marks of a spiritually mature person, a spiritually advanced person, is their ability to maintain their composure. And the way you attain composure is by releasing control. You've heard me say this before. When you release control over your circumstances, you gain control over yourself. A lot easier said than done. But it really is that simple. Releasing control over your circumstances. Letting go of the need for life to go the way that you want it to go. And just remaining open. Staying open. Look at this uh, quote from Aristotle. He says, the beauty of the soul shines out when a person bears with composure one heavy mischance after another, not because they do not feel them, but because they are an individual of high and heroic temper. Very difficult to do this when your ego is throwing a temper tantrum. So in the same way that a child has to be soothed and weaned back into a state of calmness and equilibrium, sometimes we have to do the same thing for ourselves. How do we do that? I want to equip you with some tools today. Very simple, practical tools and techniques that you can take with you and utilize, not only in those moments when you feel restless, but even when you don't to be able to maintain this composure even when you go into seasons of your life when things seem like they're going crazy. And the first tool is introspection. And when I say introspection, I'm referring to this process of observing your own internal world, getting curious about your mental and emotional processes. The only way to gain composure is by losing it and asking yourself why. So if you're like, Danny, I don't know, man. This sounds like just really tough. I don't know how I can keep my composure when that person just keeps pressing my buttons over and over and over again. I lose it. Good. You're on the right track. (laughs) Because the only way you can gain composure is by losing it and getting curious as to why. Start asking yourself questions. It's called self-inquiry. So our emotions intensify because of three things. Number one, our emotions intensify because of the way we interpret certain events that occur. Secondly, our emotions intensify because we identify ourselves with the story that we keep telling ourselves about what happened to us or what's going on in our lives. And lastly, our emotions identify because we repeat these same stories and narratives over and over and over again. So that's the formula. Interpretation plus identification plus repetition equals strong emotion. So, if you want to maintain your composure, that's going to involve you being willing to reevaluate the way you have been interpreting that which has occurred in your life. And in order to be willing to reinterpret that which has occurred in your life, you have to disidentify yourself with the story that you've been saying, the story that you've been constantly repeating about what they did to you and how they hurt you and how horrible that person is and how nothing in life goes my way, the same disempowering stories that we repeat over and over and over again. And as you practice introspection, what you will learn is that the only difference between people who are at peace and people who are miserable is the way that they choose to interpret their lives. Negative emotions are created by our interpretation of certain events. So for example, a farmer may be really happy that it's pouring rain outside right now, but the guy who wanted to take his girlfriend on a picnic and propose to her this morning, is probably not that happy about the rain. So two people can experience the same event in two totally different ways because of the way that they are interpreting and the meaning that they are attaching and attributing to that which is occurring. So negative emotions are created by our interpretation Of events nothing can trigger you without your participation it takes your involvement in order for a negative emotion to be created you get involved in the form of the stories you tell yourself about what's happening and so if you pay attention and you're aware you'll see that negativity exists in you not in reality And that's good news because if it exists in you and not in reality, you can do something about it. Because you can't do something about the circumstances all the time. You can't always do something about how other people think or speak or act or any of that stuff, but you can do something about the way that you feel. Negative emotions are created by our interpretation of events and negative emotions are sustained by our identification with those emotions. So we get stuck in negative emotional states because we identify ourselves with them. See, there's a very big difference between saying, I'm angry and I feel anger. Can you feel the difference between those two vantage points? The first is essentially being overtaken by the emotion. It has become a part of you. That is what I am. But the second, you create some space or distance between yourself and the emotion. So now I can do something about the anger because I'm not getting lost in it. You are not your thoughts and your emotions. Thoughts and emotions come and go. But who you are at the core remains the same. So think of negative thoughts and emotions like clouds in the sky. There's Black clouds, there's gray clouds, there's big clouds, there's small clouds, but you are the sky, the vast expanse in which all of those clouds come and go. And if you can remain as the sky and just observe the clouds, you can come to realize that who you are at your core actually remains untouched, by these thoughts and emotions when you simply become aware of them without getting entangled or giving energy to what's there. So first things first is introspection, taking a look at how we're interpreting the events in our life, being aware of those moments when we get attached and identified with our negative story. The second spiritual tool is mindfulness. Mindfulness. And what I mean by this is engaging in mindful activities. A mindful activity is any activity that you engage in with the intention of clearing your mind, opening your heart, and connecting to your breath. So mindfulness is simply another way of saying being in the present moment. To be mindful is to be here now, aware, observing of everything that arises in the present without judging or commentating on what's happening. We love to make judgments and comments about everything that occurs. Mindfulness is about letting things be as they are without having to judge it, without having to make a comment about it. Simply letting it be. Through mindfulness, you connect with your body. You connect with your surroundings. See, the body is always right here, right now. It's the mind that is somewhere else in the past or in the future. So if you can connect to your body, if you can ground yourself where you are, and you develop this quality of mindfulness, you're able to give yourself mental breaks, which are very needed. We all need a break from time to time. Our mind is just constantly racing, 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 racing. I love this quote from Anne Lamont. She says, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. Really? Sometimes you got to just unplug yourself from the matrix. Practicing mindfulness is one way to do that. Being present. Totally absorbed in whatever it is that you're doing. So a lot of us equate mindfulness with meditation. And of course, meditation is one way that you practice and cultivate mindfulness. But you can do any activity mindfully. You can eat mindfully. You can walk mindfully. You can interact with other people mindfully. Any activity can be done mindfully by giving yourself to it completely and totally. Another quote from a Buddhist teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, it says, Whatever the tasks, do them slowly and with ease, in mindfulness. Don't do any task in order to get it over with. Resolve to do each task in a relaxed way, with all your attention. Enjoy and be one with what you're doing. The feeling that any task is a nuisance will soon disappear if it is done in mindfulness. Take the example of the Zen masters. No matter what task or motion they undertake, they do it slowly and evenly without reluctance. In the Christian tradition, this is also a spiritual practice. There's a book called Practicing the Presence of God. Oftentimes, that's how it's referred. Practicing the presence of God. Calmly and at ease giving yourself to whatever it is that you're doing, absorbing yourself in the present moment, giving your your mind a break. Any time that you can be aware of a thought without identifying yourself with it, you experience an opening of the mind. And that opening of the mind is peace. It is bliss. And it is accessible to you at any time and at any moment. A couple of nights ago, I was at the hard rock wanted to get some food at the Hard Rock Cafe and I forgot like how awesome and beautiful and like incredible the Hard Rock is. You know, they put a lot of money into this new guitar hotel. So I was walking in there like, "Man, this is fancy. Look at this." <laughs> and as I was walking to the uh Hard Rock Cafe, I see this beautiful like fountain of water like at one of the entrances you may be familiar with it. And I was just like sitting there staring at it like whoa. And I had a mindful moment where I just got quiet and I was just listening to the water and there were hundreds of people around me, everybody talking really loud and chatting and laughing. And and can I tell you the chaos of my surroundings was so peaceful in that moment? It was like this beautiful harmony, this beautiful song that I was hearing in the backdrop with all that noise around. So in order to practice mindfulness, you don't need complete silence. You don't need all of the noise to go away. No, the point is to learn how to experience this peace in the chaos, in the noise, so that the chaos becomes beautiful to you. There's a story about a monk who asked one of his disciples to go out to a river and get him a bowl of water. And when the disciple goes to the river, he can't get water for his master because the water is really muddy. And so he goes back and he says, listen, I I can't give you water from here. There was an ox cart that passed by right when I got there. The water's super muddy. And so the master said, no worries. Let's wait for a little bit. About an hour later, he sent him back. The man went back and the water was clear. So he grabbed the bowl and he scooped up some water and he brought it back to the master. And when he did, the master said to the disciple, what did you do to clear the water? He's like, what? Nothing. And he goes, exactly. The mind works in the same exact way. When the mind is disturbed and the waters are muddy, you don't have to do anything. Just let it be. And if you can let it be, It will subside and calm down on its own. And so we always are thinking about what can I do? What do I need to do in order to calm myself down, in order to eliminate these disturbances, in order to feel at peace? And what you have to do is actually nothing. Because what you're doing is adding to the chaos sometimes you just do nothing and doing nothing is sufficient this is why I love the phrase in the New Testament says we are saved by grace through faith by grace through faith grace is this recognition that all of life is a gift and that God is the doer of everything when you really are convinced of the truthfulness of this when you've seen it for yourself you can relax into your being. You don't have to force things to happen anymore. That's what it means to walk in grace. And how do you access this grace? By faith. I define faith as trusting in the way things are. By grace through faith. Whatever the situation is that you may be facing right now in your life, just Trust that God is at work behind the scenes. God is the one moving and rearranging things. And you can trust his heart even when you cannot comprehend what he's doing with his hand. So you just sit. You do nothing. You be still. You just wait. And the water will clear by itself. And then last but not least, the last tool. Spiritual affirmation. And this is an important one. Spiritual affirmation is a declaration of truth that is spoken with the intent of aligning yourself with God. This is a very different form of prayer than we're used to. Because for a lot of us, prayer is about begging, pleading, manipulating something outside of us to answer our requests and to give us what we want. But spiritual affirmation Is about speaking from that part of you that is already one with God. So, through spiritual affirmations, you are activating the power of the Spirit that is already at work within you. And so, through affirmations, you you draw yourself into a higher level of consciousness. You bring yourself into a new state of being that you desire to embody. And one of the best ways to override your thinking is with your speaking. So when your mind is going in a million different directions about what they did, and and what you need to do, and how everything is a problem, you can interrupt your thinking patterns with a spiritual affirmation, and you bring yourself back to reality, back to what is. Spiritual affirmations, when they're repeated often, can help you to retrain your mind, rewire the way that you respond to certain events, and... They change the way that you interpret things. And you know when you change the way you interpret things, that also changes the way that you feel. So when you're thinking different and you're feeling different, you're going to act different too. And spiritual affirmations can be very simple. You can be in your car. You can be wherever you want. And you just take a moment. I like to start them with the phrase, I am. You know, because it's not like I'm trying to be more free. I'm going to try and forgive. I'm going to try and let go. No, I am open to whatever God brings my way today. I am willing to forgive those who offend me. I am letting go of everything that does not serve me. I am rooted in peace. Whatever these affirmations need to be for you, speak them with conviction, speak them with clarity, speak them often. And use this as a tool to align yourself with reality. And as you do this, you'll begin to develop this sense of ease. This composure will come over you. And you're going to live your life much differently. You're going to see things that you weren't able to see before when you put yourself at ease in this way. So I hope this can give you a, a... Few little ways that you can just soothe your soul in those moments when you feel restless. Remind, remind yourself constantly of the truth. As you remind yourself of the truth, as you continue to repeat spiritual affirmations, you anchor yourself in the reality of what it is that you're saying. And that's what the scriptures say in the book of Hebrews that our faith is like an anchor for our soul. That's what we're looking for an anchor. Because this boat that we're riding on called life, the waters get really rocky. You know what I'm saying? The, The storm comes and it hits hard and we need an anchor, something that can stabilize us and keep us at peace. That anchor is God within your soul. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your love and for your goodness. Today we open ourselves up to the work that you are doing in our hearts. Help us and enable us to be rooted and grounded in faith, to recognize the reality of your grace, to let go, to let be, to allow life to be as it is. Help us to find this sense of composure. Put our soul at ease. Give us rest through introspection, through mindfulness, through spiritual affirmation. We can align ourselves with you. And we can experience life in a totally new way. So in this moment right here, right now, we rest. We rest in you. We allow you to carry us forward into all that you have planned for us. Amen. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here. Happy Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we will catch you next weekend.